Welcome back. My name is Dave. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. This is the BFR podcast where we talk all things Chicago Bears every week. We're excited about today's guest. We have Theo Ash of the Stay Hot podcast. We're going to talk Jordan Love versus Justin Fields. We'll talk the Packers offseason, of course, week one's matchup. Um, before we hop into the interview, man, Ficky, how you doing? Man, I'm excited. Another week closer to the start of the NFL season against those god dang Packers. And this time, we have the better QB. Yeah, I said it. So I'm hype as hell. All right, well, let's hop into this interview, and then we'll check back with you guys after. All right, we're joined by uh, Theo of the Stay Hot Podcast. Theo, man, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm sure uh, some of your listeners are a bit terrified that I'm I'm on here, but uh... <laughs> that's why we got you here, though. <laughs> we're excited, man. Well, like I said, you're you're very prominent, not just on Twitter but TikTok, of course. We I love your takes. Genuinely, I know you kind of have some fun with it. But today we're going to talk just Bears Packers, right? We're going to talk about the quarterbacks, talk about the rosters. Uh, to kind of start it off, can you just kind of break down what have the Packers have the pack, Packers gotten better? Because obviously Bears fans, we don't really pay too much attention um, to you guys. But like, ha, ha, obviously Rogers being gone, ha, what do you think of the roster currently? What are your expectations for next year? I want to be optimistic, and I and I am relatively optimistic about Love, and we'll get into why. But man, when you look at that roster and you see Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Jaden Reed, and Romeo Dobbs, I look at that and I think, you know, there's a real chance that this is a how loyal are you screenshot a couple <laughs> years later. Like these, the potential is really exciting with with the two rookie with all these rookie weapons, Musgrave and Kraft and and Reed and Love is a total unknown, and to some extent Watson and Dobbs are as well. And I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited about guys like Watson and, and how athletic he is and how he scored so many touchdowns towards the end of last year. And I think there's plenty of reasons to be excited for love, but man, you also look at the roster and stack it up to all the other rosters across the league, at least on offense. And I don't think that you, you got to temper your expectations a little bit because there really are zeros like established stars outside of maybe David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones on that offense. And you can't bank on everyone being good. I think like I would love it if everyone just took a huge jump and, and reached their potential next year. Uh, I, I don't think that'll quite happen. I think there'll be some bumps in the road, but I do think that we'll get into love, but I, I think that love will show some promise. And I think that alone, and I think Watson is legitimately very, very talented and, and will be a bona fide number one. The rest I'm not so sure about, but I think just based off the strength of those two things, you can expect mm -hmm. like a somewhat decent, somewhat promising season that could contend for a wild card in the NFC. Uh, I don't think that they're more talented than a team like the Lions in this division. Um, I don't expect them to win it. I expect them to be in the hunt and and maybe in the wild card race. Okay, but um, I could. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a disaster. It really would not surprise <laughs> me if it was a da disaster. Now you say disaster. I'm, I'm are you talking not. like? Are you talking like Bears? I'm talking wins. like everyone sucks, man. I'm talking like they come into it and it's like love is not the guy and everyone like there's just no one to lean on. Yeah. There's, there's it's no Caleb Williams to lean on. It's Caleb Williams time. It's like the offensive line, like Bakhtiari gets hurt again and yeah. the line, you know, isn't great and the receiving core isn't great and the offense just kind of sputters and the defense is about the same as it was last year, which wasn't very good. So like, I, I think there's a potential for this to go really poorly because it's just a bunch of young unproven talent. Um, but I, there are some things that I like, so I'm hoping that I, my expectations are more, I, I don't think it'll be worst case scenario, but worst case scenario yeah. is definitely worse with the Packers than a team. Like, you know, they, the Cowboys, you know, like right. they're not. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Now, kind of going to your to the draft class of the Packers, what are your thoughts on those first two picks? Uh, Vanessa, of course, I, I think I, I like that pick. And then obviously kind of one that was interesting was the, the tight end, Luke. What, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on those two? Are you excited about those? Were you kind of wanting them to go maybe somewhere else? What are your thoughts on those two? I wanted him to go somewhere else. I love Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think if you want a reliable option in the slot, which is where I think Luke Musgrave will kind of line up. I, I don't think of him as so much of a blocker. I think of him as someone with great acceleration, um, someone who can really create separation on those long crossers and run away from people. So I kind of think of him as a big slot. And if you're going to have that, I'd rather it be someone like Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I don't know. I, it was it was an all right pick. I, he was hurt all of last year. I wasn't super familiar with his game. I've kind of talked myself into it to some extent. But rookie tight ends don't do too much year one. Like traditionally, it's not like tight ends take a while to be to be good. So I'm not expecting too too much from Musgrave year one, and I'm not honestly expecting too much from Van Ness year one either. I, I don't think that these guys are going to be instant impact dudes. I don't think Van Ness has the moves right now. I, you know, my scouting report on him and most people's scouting report on him was it's all power all the time with him. And, and what can he build off of that? You know, if, if these linemen in the NFL know you're going to try to go through their chest, they can, they can prep for that. They can drop their anchor and you're not going anywhere, but it reminds me a lot of the Rashawn Gary selection from a couple of years ago. He wasn't very productive at Michigan. He was someone with inside out versatility. He's someone who could push the pocket, crush the pocket. uh, But, he was not someone who was a sack master right away. Now, as the years have gone on, I think he's developed into a, a top tier defensive lineman. I think that he was on pace for a monster season last season before he tore his ACL. And I'm hoping he can get back to that borderline defensive player of the year type of conversation that he was in before he got hurt. And I think some people might laugh at that because it's Rashawn Gary and he's not really talked about in that way, but like, man, he was, he was really good. He was yeah, like, he was leading the league in pressure. Yeah, he was, he's, his, his speed to power was really, really tough to deal with. And I think that's kind of if I didn't love the Gary pick when it happened a couple of years ago because of the production thing and because of the lack of moves and the lack of polish. But, man, they turned him into kind of a beast. And I'm willing to let them, you know, hear him out if they want Van Ness to kind of go through that same thing. Because, you know, they call Van Ness Hercules for a reason. He is someone who has crazy bull rush ability. He, I mean, he ran through Paris Johnson. He ran through Peter Skaronsky. There were some really high-level reps against some really high-level tackles. Like, he can do it in the league. He just needs more answers. And if they can develop that, and they've had a history of developing that with Gary, um, I'm hopeful for it in year two, year three, year four. But when a guy like Christian Gonzalez was on the board, who I absolutely loved, or a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigbo was on the board, who I absolutely loved, you know, I was hoping that would be the pick, but the Packers never quite pick who I want. But <laughs> a wide receiver it's all right. in the first I've... round, that's not happening. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's not. <laughs> I so, was really I was hoping that you guys were not gonna land JSN, but you did get Jalen or Jaden Reed. What are your mm-hmm. are you excited about him? Yeah, I'm excited about him. I think that yeah. uh he's somebody who he's had dynamic. a great Bowl. Yeah, he's dynamic. He was a great senior bowl. Someone who's fast. He could track the ball over his shoulder. Someone who mm-hmm. plays much bigger than he is. You know, he's He's got some dog in him. And I think, you know, you've got so many young weapons now. Like, some of them are bound to hit, you know. And if all it takes is one of Musgrave, of Kraft, or Reed. And, and you're in pretty good shape. Because I think Dobbs and Watson looked pretty promising last year. So, whoever that third head in the trio is, 
you know, it doesn't really, really matter to me. I think they took three good selections. I liked Kraft as well. I liked what he offered. I almost liked him more than Musgrave, what he offered after the catch. I thought he may have even had more reliable hands. Definitely off, like was a more physical player and, and offered more after the catch, like I just said. And has the body type as an inline blocker. So I honestly, I was very excited about the Kraft pick. And I know they thought about it, it was between Kraft and Musgrave when they picked in the second round. I know like they thought they really liked Kraft. They ended up going with Musgrave. He was kind of the consensus guy there. But rounds later, when Kraft was still there, they were like, man, might as well get them both. So I don't know. I, they both, Kraft kind of fell to him. I don't think that both of them are, we'll see like what their plan is to utilize both. But I think of all the weapons they took, I think one of them will work out. So I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm excited to see which one that might be. And maybe it'll be all three, hopefully. But I <laughs> I don't think that we can really hope for that. I don't know. Yeah. With Packers luck, it might be the case. I mean, <laughs> I'm Gary. I'm very curious. But I, one player I really like over there is Watson. Uh, I'll be honest. I wanted him as a Bears fan last year. Ficky, did you? Yeah. Well, I wanted. I wanted like um like there was like five wide receivers we wanted. Yeah. Like, we wanted anything. So yeah, he was. <laughs> I really yeah, wanted Watson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but Watson oh. was like. I mean, you. He, he. The only issue with Watson was like his his drops. Right? Wasn't that kind of like his. One yeah, his- he wasn't a great route runner, I thought. I thought he was someone who took a couple too many steps, like, going in and out of breaks. He's someone who d- couldn't track the ball super well. Like, the drops are part of that, but just not mm. quite seeing it over his shoulder and not quite being in the right place. He reminded me a little bit of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, mm. uh, like, kind of a one-for-one replacement for him. And when they made the pick, I was like, you know, whatever. But I think... You need a deep threat like that, obviously. Like there was oh, yeah. a big gaping hole left by MBS. You know, they they love to take those shots, and Alan Lazard isn't really going to be the one to to take the top off the defense. You know, so I was excited they took someone that could do that. But man, I mean, he was looked more explosive than MBS ever did towards the end of the year. I mean, his burst on some of those end arounds and against the Eagles, he took that crossing route to the house and was burning angles. And he's someone that I don't think. He's someone with rare speed, and I just think one-on-one with him, he's going to create separation down the field. I think it'd be suicide to press him and have him run a go route with no safety help. So, yeah, I, I think he could be really, really dangerous with how how prolific he was towards the end of the year. He, he, he was better than I thought he would be in year one, and it took him a while, yeah. and all those problems that I was concerned with him popped up early, but he was also hurt a lot, and once he started to get some confidence and started to string healthy weeks together – Man, the sky's the limit with him. He looks, I mean, that three or four game stretch where it was like two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I was like, can we chill? Like, (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. I was like, damn. Like, I didn't, I'm a Packers fan and I didn't expect that. I mean, he's got all the physical attributes. Like, he's tall, fast, strong. So, like, like you said, if you can work on those coachable things like route running, you know what I mean? Tracking the ball, like, it just took him a little bit. What was it like? Week. 10-ish where you started kind of breaking out a little that, bit. That Cowboys game was the coming out party. They they played one-on-one. Dan Quinn played a lot of man coverage and just no one could hang with him and he scored three touchdowns. I don't know exactly what week that was, but that was the beginning of it. And then he just kept scoring and they weren't easy touchdowns. There were some amazing catches. Like there was a, I was at the Titans game where I think there was a free play that Rodgers extended and, and just threw it up to Watson and he came down with it, contested in the end zone and there may have been two contested catch touchdowns in that game, if I'm remembering it correctly. Just mossing guys down the field is like, 
And he was so unreliable to begin with, like big drops and not tracking things well. Obviously, that first pass, that first target of the season was a drop touchdown, and that seemed to kind of rattle his confidence a bit and just a complete renaissance halfway through the year. So we'll see if that continues to grow and grow, because if not, I mean, he could be a really special wide receiver. He he could be top 10 pretty easily because there aren't 10 wide receivers who are more athletic, that's for sure. Yeah. So he's 24, I believe, right? 24? Yeah. Something like that. He's young. But my question for you, Theo, who are you taking right now? Obviously, I think DJ Moore is 26, but would you rather have DJ Moore or Christian Watson? Obviously, kind of different careers right now. You know, he's kind of a vet. Watson is still kind of banking on that potential, but who would you rather have right now on your roster? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I'd rather have, I think. I think I'd rather have Watson just because the rookie deal thing, like you're getting yeah. him for cheap for a couple years and he just showed so much potential that like, you know, if, if I have 20 million to spend somewhere else, you feel okay with Watson. But obviously I think as players, DJ Moore is pretty easily the more well-rounded, like clear of Watson yeah. guy right now. Um, I think you potential. should be happy with, yeah, it's, I think you should be happy either way. I mean, I guess in terms of trade value, more probably has more. I don't know if if Watson quite would have had demanded quite the price that DJ Moore did. Uh, well, here's a question for you too, Theo. Is it does the league view Watson like his his success is that tied to Rogers? Right now that Rogers is gone, it's like okay, Watson. Now we now we really have to see how you play. I think right? so. I think he's got everything to prove. Unlike GJ Reed, who's been, or DJ Moore, who's been um, amazing with horrible quarterbacks for his whole career. Like he doesn't have much to prove as in a number one elite guy. I think, I think Watson has everything to prove. He hasn't put together a good full season yet. Like he put together a good stretch of games and scored nine touchdowns at the end of the year. And that's, that's incredible. And you're really hopeful, but like, yeah, I, I think that GMs are definitely looking at how he will perform without Rodgers and just perform even even if Rodgers was coming back like can you actually string these things to get like or was this just a you know kind of fluky touchdown luck you know like touchdowns a, yeah. can kind of come and go Dave reminds me of like an Anthony Miller type right yeah. he's in the league rookie <laughs> year seven touchdowns yeah look promising and then you're just like I think I think Christian First of all, let me let me say that I think Christian Watson is going to be much better than Anthony Miller. But I hope so. you do. Yeah. But you do have to see kind of that consistency, right? Kind of spill yeah. over. I think he has everything season. to prove. Yeah. Yeah. With Watson and Miller, Miller had a couple touchdowns where it was kind of easy, you know. Yeah. But with Watson, there's that 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 burst that you know Miller doesn't didn't never had, and then also I think Watson's just that the spectacular is it, yeah. just it's crazy with him. Um, but uh, kind of speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he, he's obviously in New York now. What are your thoughts on him, you know, leaving the way he did? Are you, you kind of excited it's over? Do you wish he would have kind of retired, you know, in Green Bay? What, what are your thoughts? I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy it ended happy. Uh, like he had a really gracious post on Instagram thanking all the, the players and the fans and said, you know, the relationship's good. We'll meet again. He'll be in the Packers ring of honor. I don't think he'll get booed when he comes back to Green Bay. If he comes back to Green Bay, I know that that game isn't happening next season and so unless they beat in the super bowl which i i don't necessarily think is likely like we'll see we'll see if the packers reunion in green bay ever happens but i think that he'd be very warmly welcomed i for one would would definitely yeah. clap and and cheer for everything that he did for the team over these past couple of years but also you know it was they drafted love and they get they were able to get a good amount for rogers they were able to get that second round pick they were able to yeah, get are you a, a very very that? easily 
Yeah, I think so. I think if yeah. you would have asked me at the end of the year if he was on a good or a bad contract, I would have said bad. Yeah. And they got a first-round pick and a second-round pick and a pick swap in the first round for him on a bad contract, yeah. I thought. And so I, I was honestly pretty impressed they got what they did for him. So I was very happy with it. But I think I think he's going to be better on the Jets next year. I think Garrett, I love Garrett Wilson. I absolutely love Garrett Wilson. People talk shit about. Uh, I don't know if I could say that on here. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, say, Daniel, say all of them if you about, need to. <laughs> about Nathaniel Hackett, but I mean, he got a head coaching job in the league working with Rodgers. Like I think that's something he's very comfortable with. I think you need Rodgers to be comfortable because if he's uncomfortable, he can kind of go rogue a little bit sometimes and get frustrated, and that's never fun. But I think with Hackett, he's going to be happy. I think that the Jets are kind of yes men for him. They signed Randall Cobb. They signed Alan Lazard. They signed. <laughs> so it's like, I think that he's going to go in. He's going to be a little pissed off because the Packers traded him. He's around people he's comfortable with. I, I He was hurt last year. His, his thumb was all kind of messed up. And he could get hurt again. Like he's already kind of tweaked some things and is sitting out some of these mini camps. Seen but that. he's at the mini camps. He's at the mini camps, which has not been super reliable for Rogers over these last couple of years in Green Bay. Like he didn't build that chemistry. So I, it's, it's definitely bittersweet. I, I think that there's a very high percent chance that he outplays Jordan Love next year um, with with in that offense with Watson and whatnot or uh, Wilson and whatnot. Uh, but I also think it, we got a good haul for him. And I think with when you have love on the bench, it was I don't blame him for moving on. And if you can draft love, inspire two MVP out of MVPs out of Rogers out of spite and then trade him for first round picks after after the yeah. first down year and then give the chain the reins over to love. I I mean, I was excited like when the, I was hearing. Oh, go ahead. It's a lot like the Farvin Rogers transition, yeah. and that worked out fantastic. Yeah. So it's like I don't blame him for trying that again. You know, I don't think it's going to be. Obviously, Love is not going to be like a top five quarterback of all time or anything like that. Like not. that should never. God, that should we never be take, the expectation. We can't take three back to back but, to back. <laughs> but can he be a, a franchise quarterback? I think yes, and and I, I think that he had time to sit and I think that's a good thing. Obviously the more you prep for a job, the more prepared, like the better you're going to be when you step into that job. I think that even though we haven't seen much of him through his limited sample sizes and through his, you know, preseason performances and through what the team is saying, I think that you can detect that growth. So I think it was about time and, and I'm not, I'm not too choked up about it, but of course I'll always be, be grateful for what, yeah. you know, all the success that I've been able to watch with Rogers as the, the quarterback of my favorite team and you know he's yeah he's a legend he's a legend i'm glad he's gone but as far as the <laughs> ring I'm of sure honor, you guys are <laughs> yes yes please <laughs> as far as the ring of honor like as far as cheering aaron Rodgers when he comes back we still cheer on jay cutler so you guys should absolutely <laughs> like i think we give him standing ovations whenever he's in the stadium yeah, we do. honestly but it's kind of, uh, speaking of uh kind of jordan love for me I, mm -hmm. I really i don't really talk about him too often just because i don't know what he is because i don't want it yeah. to backfire right so but the funny thing within with justin fields because fields has a lot to prove this year obviously mm -hmm. a little bit different circumstances but so does jordan love you're gonna know if he's good you're gonna know if fields is good this year so with jordan love kind of where what what is he you know what do you expect um just like maybe his ceiling and what is his floor I expect a pocket passer. I expect someone who is way more polished than people think right away. He's someone who does not hold the football. Um, he's not a, a, a Zach Wilson or, you know, 
for better or worse, to Justin Fields, who's someone who wants to extend plays and and run. He's someone who wants <laughs> to hit the top of his drop and get the ball out. And in the Chiefs game, he's had two kind of big starting moments. And one was the Chiefs game when Rodgers lied about COVID and he had to step in and start without much practice. And the Chiefs blitzed him. They absolutely heated him up. And they were leaving Devontae Adams one-on-one. And what he was doing was he was getting to the top of his drop and he was throwing it to Adams. And the throws were under pressure. Uh, he was, you know, the line I don't think was doing a great job of picking up blitzes. And that could very well be on love, setting the protections. That's the quarterback's job. And these throws to Adams were, were deep down the field. And there were, there were some picks and there were some inaccurate balls. But it was a very high degree of difficulty. But what what made me excited about that chiefs game is it wasn't a Zach Wilson. It wasn't like, Oh my God, like run backwards, th- force the ball into like, like I have no idea what he's doing. Like, that's what I feel like when I'm watching some of these really terrible busts is I just don't know what their process is. Like there was a guy open and he just tried to create something out of structure. Love was trying to win within the structure, but he just couldn't quite do it in that moment without that practice against that team in arrowhead. And he played a bad game. Like, don't get me wrong, but at least I kind of understood what he was trying to do. And that was, Mm -hmm. if they're going to leave Adams one-on-one, I'm going to throw it to Adams, which is like not a bad strategy. Then you get to the Eagles game when Rodgers left with a thumb injury and he was hitting the top of his drop, getting the ball out and attacking intermediate windows. He was throwing with anticipation. He was, you know, being aggressive, but not reckless. And it was really, really promising. Like he legitimately stepped in and played fantastic. Darius Slay afterwards came out and said he looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. So he's someone that I I think that there's going to be a lot more on his plate than people think from a processing mm-hmm. standpoint. And I think that he's going to be able to rise to the challenge. I think that a lot of people think of him as a, you know, because he was a project. He was an athletic, you know, big armed. I think people might be expecting a Josh Allen. They might be expecting like a... a you know, obviously not as good as Josh Allen or like a Mahomes archetype where they're, they're creating out of structure and they're, they're throwing with arm angles and they're, you know, doing all these crazy athletic things. I don't think that's what we're going to see from Jordan Love. I think that they're going to get an empty a lot. Uh, That's what they did when he came in versus the Eagles. It was five wide and let him play point guard, let him get the ball out quickly, let him give him a lot of options and let him read things out pre-snap and, and throw the ball with anticipation. And I, I, he showed that he could do that at a tiny, tiny, tiny sample size. And he also has the athleticism for when things break down, he can still make things happen. And I think that's his backup plan, not his first plan. So, I mean, best case scenario, he's one of the better players in the league, I think, honestly. Like, he's got that kind of arm. He's got that kind of size. Yeah. He's got that kind of running ability. Uh, and he's got that uh, want to, to to stand in the pocket and, and slice teams up from there. And eventually that's what you kind of need to do is like get an 11 personnel and throw it down the field. Like that's the most efficient yeah. way to win a football game. I think that he, he can do that from the pocket with the athleticism to create. So it's, it's all there for him, but I think like his footwork, his mechanics maybe still need a little bit of work. Accuracy still needs a little bit of work, I think. And I think worst case scenario, he comes in and, you know, they put a lot on his plate with all the empty stuff and he just can't quite keep it going through a large sample yeah. size. And there's picks and there's, you know, bad throws and there's inaccuracy. And there's there was a play in the preseason where he extended a play and threw it into like quintuple coverage and it got picked. And, you know, th- I think worst case scenario is he just can't, play like that and he's just not polished enough to play like that 
over a, a 17 game stretch and the Eagles thing was kind of fluky. I mean, I think best case scenario, you're dealing with a, with an all pro type of quarterback and yeah. it's, it's anything could happen. Anything could happen. The floor is really low. The ceiling is really high. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a lot of it'll come down to the wide receivers and the help around them. And that's, like I said, that's a complete unknown as well. So yeah. like this season, I have no idea. It could be. <laughs> I heard, uh, heard someone say, cause I think it was a bears fan. Just like, Hey, what do you want Jordan love to be? And someone was like, I want him trash. And then someone was another person was like, Hey, I want him to kind of be like Trubisky string them along, you know, where they can't <laughs> get, the where worst. they can't get Caleb Williams, you know, and mm. they're, they're stuck in that like mediocre ground for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that is the worst like, where you're, where they show enough promise where you're like, Oh, like you have that, you know, maybe love has like a four touchdown game and you're like, wow, this is him. But then the next week it's like a two pick three pick it. And then that's where you're like, you just don't have the consistency. And so it's tough, but we haven't seen enough. I mean, they already extended it. They already extended they him. So like, did. it's kind of already that reality. No how long, matter if how he's long? good or not. Was that two more years? They got one or? more, one more. So like 20, it, he has two more years on the team, but they extended him one. Isn't that right, Theo? Is that right? I think. Yeah, like 2025, I think. So basically, they they just extended them uh, a year earlier than they need to, and they gave them an extra year on the back end. So that was like a more Friday years. Friday news dump. Like I was kind of going in my weekend, you know. Yeah. So, um, so with Jordan Love, well, last thing on him, are are you? Because con- one thing I hear a lot is, you know, he he sat behind Rodgers. Why couldn't he push him? You know, obviously, one Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback, um, so that's a big part. But are you concerned at all that he had to continue to sit, that he could not even compete? Or Rogers won two MVPs. Part of the plan? No, yeah. no, he won two MVPs, yeah. right? Like I, to expect him to come in and out, like, I mean, what would he have to play at? He'd have to be the best yeah. quarterback in the league, you know? And exactly. after the two MVPs, obviously, like, and and outplaying Rodgers last year is not a tall, tall task, um, mm. you know, but. It's still Aaron. had a good year though. Yeah, and it's still Aaron yeah, Rodgers. It's like. Aaron Rodgers, man. Like, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Like, yeah, good yeah. luck. He's, I wonder he's so the best why do you think they franchise history? So you think this was all maybe part of the plan that they were gonna, hey, we have a couple years left with Rodgers, let's let him sit and you know, push comes up, maybe he starts earlier, but if not, maybe just you know, a couple years just to really do do you think that benefits love at all? Like as yeah, far as or do you I think, think so. it's kind of yeah. Interesting. I think that's the Packer way. I think that's what they did. <laughs> you know, everyone gets promoted in house. Ryan yeah. Kuntz was not, you know, Ryan. It's not like Ryan Poles who came from from Kansas City. He was promoted from within the organization. And Ted Thompson learned under Ron Wolf, and so on and so on. I think the Packers have a very specific way they do things, mm-hmm. and I think uh, they have it's precedent. Worked. And I think, and I think they yeah. were like, hey, you know, Rogers sat for years behind a great player, and. Then when that great player started falling off, we moved on and went to the rookie who now has learned behind this great player. And that gave him a better chance to succeed than throwing him to the wolves right away. And I think that was always the plan. I think when they took love, they were prepared for this weight and that weight happened and they got better play out of like Rogers before 2020 was not as good as I think people maybe remember because he immediately won two MVPs after the love selection. But Man, there were some really down performances and some really kind of mediocre years from Rodgers and the Packers offense uh, those last few years with McCarthy. And it, it really did look like he might not be an elite quarterback anymore. So I get why they took love in those moments. Um, maybe they would have liked to start him a little bit before this and they wouldn't have had to give him the extension before seeing him play basically at all. But yeah, that's you know, my question. I, for I you think they were would... prepared to wait. Yeah, would you have rather had knowing that 
the Rogers success and the MVPs didn't really lead to like, well, I know championships is the end goal, but it wasn't like as the regular season was way more successful than obviously the postseason, right? Knowing mm-hmm. that and back to back years, right? And then even how last year ended up, would you uh, would you have rather had love like have Rogers have like you know see that descending of like an older quarterback and then have love actually like maybe sit one year and then you actually have more data to look at after you know he started season two and season three so you're in a better position to kind of understand the landscape of how the team needs to move when it comes to that important quarterback position run that by me one more time would you rather so if if so basically why love sat right is because rogers ended up skill wise ascending right he won back to back mvps right mm-hmm. so let's just imagine like inversely would you rather have uh rather had rogers like kind of be like okay we need to get rid of you sooner and then have mm-hmm. uh jordan okay. love start like s- the second season or the third season so then you have more data on the quarterback so then when you're looking at it present day you have a better understanding of like we know what love is. Now we know how we need to navigate. Maybe we need to move on. Maybe we, he is the franchise quarterback. But you would obviously think, not have the regular season success. Yeah, I think when you look at it now, obviously, it would have been nice to know what love is, like the <laughs> song title. Um, it would have been nice now because we didn't get any Super Bowls from those Rodgers MVP years. So like maybe it would have been better to just have like, you know, have a better sample size on love and have a more clear indication of like what the future is going to look like. But at the end of the day, MVP quarterback play is MVP quarterback play and love yeah. one to done that. Yeah, most we don't know about the first two so. years. But, yeah. The so funny thing is, I, I think... like, I don't want to complain about that. I think, you know, what happened happened and I, I don't think I'd change it. You know, I watched a lot of really good football those years and want to watched a lot of wins. And even though they didn't re- end in super bowls, you know, only one team can win the super bowl every year. And I'd rather, Mm-hmm. you know i'd rather watch a really good team than a mid team or a mediocre team and you know still you don't have, to, you don't have to throw team. it in our face yeah. Theo. That's i thought you said team yeah well you don't I'd have just... to throw it in our face it's okay yeah i i still had fun watching those years and and they yeah. happened the way they did and and i i don't think i'd go back and say like oh i wish rogers fell off sooner so he could get a better look at love i i wouldn't trade in even though they didn't end in uh the end goal it was still a fun ride. Right. So yeah, I, th- one I think thing, one thing, if love is good, we'll see it or, now. Like it right. all, it all came yeah. to a head eventually. Like if love is good, we will eventually know. It's not like love walked and we'll never, ever know what we had in him. Like right now is the moment we would have known two years ago. We would have known last year and now we, we're going to know now. And you know, that's okay. I think it's almost perfect timing because you have you're, you're going to know if Jordan Love is good. You know what you need to do next next year, and then you could have two firsts next season, right? Right. And Caleb Williams is here, so I mean, even if Love isn't, you have the ammo to kind of go get. You know, maybe if you, if it is Caleb Williams, go get him. So I think it's a mm-hmm. it's a very interesting time for the Packers, which I hope, like I said, Love is good enough <laughs> that they don't have to maybe draft a quarterback. But um, the, the thing with uh, with Jordan Love. So we'll kind of transfer or go over to Justin Fields now. I know this is probably mm-hmm. what you want to talk about. And I see you, you know, you tweet some clips, you you kind of talk them a little bit, but what is your like what is your absolute kind of take bias aside? What do you think of Justin Fields? Like what do you expect? And then obviously what is where are some things you obviously think he could work on? And then what, what's his ceiling? What, what are you are you afraid of him as a Packers fan? Or yes, it's a more I am. <laughs> I, I am afraid of Justin Fields. Really? Here's my honest to God take on, on Justin Fields. Justin Fields, hmm. 
he needs to get better as a passer point blank period like he needs to operate in Great. the structure he needs to trust he needs to trust like what he is seeing like they were the worst passing team in the league last year like yeah. point blank period and i i get the the receiving core sucked they were the cheapest roster in the league i the, the line was not that good like this is all true this fact check true uh, but at the same time, there were times guys were open and Justin Fields would hold mm -hmm. on the ball and 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 you know not throw it or whatever. But he he kind of went rogue. That's kind of the way I would describe Fields. It was like rogue Fields these past couple years. My take on Fields is like he wasn't having a lot of fun earlier in his career. I think Nagy was kind of an asshole. There wasn't much talent. It's very cold kind in of. Chicago. I don't know if that was exactly the location he wanted to to end up in. I don't know. Like that's you want to play indoors speculation. So. He yeah, said he wants to play indoors, right? So he said he's faster indoors too. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know if it was quite the location or the roster or the coach he wanted to play for, and it was going pretty poorly. And I think at some point to save his career, he said, "This is all going to be me. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the guy to make things happen. And it's not going to be the receivers, and it's not going to be the coaches, it's not going to be the play call. I'm gonna one v eleven the defense. And I think that's kind of the mindset he got into this year." And the scary thing is, like, that kind of worked some yeah, games. Way too much. <laughs> like, they would, they'd call a screen, and it would get – he either wouldn't throw it or something, like, it would get covered or it would be open and he just wouldn't throw it. And he'd just be like, I'm just going to scramble, and he'd, like, run through the whole defense, and he would score. And it's like, man, that's not <laughs> – that's not supposed to happen, right? Like, <laughs> no. A, no. A, a quarterback isn't supposed to take matters into his own, own hands and have it work like that. So I think, you know, with more time, you know, you get that kind of athletic upside and you get that kind of game-breaking ability. And and if you think that he can improve over time at, like, the in-structure stuff, I mean, you're dealing with a, a Josh Allen-level rise, you know, someone who can truly just, with his athleticism, make make things happen that no one else can. And I think when you look at what, what sparked Josh Allen's growth was the addition of Stefan Diggs, what sparked... Jalen Hurts' growth was the addition of A.J. Brown. What sparked Tua Tungavailoa's growth from a bad quarterback to a good one last year was the addition of Tyree Kill. Uh, like, I think the addition of D.J. Moore can't really be overstated. Um, I think another year in an offense that has kind of shown him some success. Like, they were scoring some points at the end of this year. Like, the, yeah. they were the number one rushing offense. And, you know, towards the end of the season, they were they were putting up points. And, yeah, they and had there four games. Performances. Four like, games yeah. plus. Like 30, yeah. So now I think maybe he can finally feel like a little bit of trust and a little bit of, uh, you know, they get a full off season to work in a, in an offense that has like shown him actual results, which, you know, Nagy never really did. No. Like, I, I think it could be very, very scary. And, and maybe it never, like he's been in the league a while now and, and, you know, it was still the worst passing offense last year. So he could make a big jump as a passer and it could still be just okay. Um, and so it, it has to be a big, big jump. But man, he was like that at Ohio State. It yeah. was a I've never seen such a such a transformation from college to pros. I mean, they play completely he plays completely differently. This is rogue fields. This is this is completely different. And I think yeah. if I think if there is a possibility that you get a balance of both, you get some of that systemy, you know, accurate uh in structure stuff that made him such a you know a first round prospect at Ohio State. And then you combine this kind of game-breaking rogueness that he has showed these past couple of years in Chicago. And if he can kind of become that idealized version of himself when the roster is not literally the worst offensive roster in the league, like, yeah, I think it could be really, really good. And I think like, yeah. 
I'd rather have, I'd probably rather have fields than love to be completely honest, you know, even as a Packers fan. So yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm scared of lo- fields. I, I don't think that his, I don't think that his potential, I don't sleep on it, you know? So yeah, it's easy to I think with it off, but I think you kind of, kind of touched on it with fields in college, which when we were kind of looking at those quarterbacks that year, we didn't think we had a chance at fields, but I never thought I knew he was athletic, but when it comes to, I think the issue with, um, with fields, uh, we lost Vicky Pookie, we'll be right back. But with fields, I think he hasn't had these weapons since Ohio State. And and mm-hmm. obviously it's a little different because that was a crazy wide receiving group. But you have Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, you know, obviously has a lot to prove. And then obviously your yeah. guy, Tunyon. What, what are your thoughts on Tunyon? Like, obviously, I think he was a pretty good player in Green Bay, but um, kind of give us your breakdown. Yeah, just a solid tight end. Yeah, he's somebody who can do a bit of everything, you know, some depth. I think Komet is better, and you should expect, like, definitely more from Komet than, than Tunyon. But, oh, yeah. You know, Kenyon, Tunyon had some 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 reliable moments. Rodgers really trusted him for whatever reason, so I think, like, yeah. when it comes to – and maybe that was just a thing with Rodgers that he won't get with Fields. You know, Rodgers kind of had his favorites. and But, you know, for whatever reason, Tunyon was one of those guys that was always in the, the right spot for Rodgers. He was someone with pretty reliable hands and – yeah, he was someone that he went to and someone that he trusted. So I, I think that if he can get that relationship with Fields, he can be a solid number two. But I wouldn't worry. I like. I don't think Tunyon is yeah. going to be some game breaking player. No. I, I think yeah. Komet I like to have that though. Yeah, yeah it's it's we, <laughs> um, and then I, I, we do appreciate like first of all just being honest and because a lot of people, I think a lot of fans, especially on Twitter, I think you like to rile them up, which is I I kind of like it too. It's fun to watch. Oh, you got I just to. go in the comments, you know. I'm just like, man, like I don't have time to do you know argue and everything. But um, like I said, as far as just being honest, we do appreciate it. And then Justin Fields, obviously, there's a lot like we don't know exactly what's going to transpire this year with Jordan Love or Fields. But who do you think the best? Could you go ahead and just rank kind of right now? You can add in a potential as well. Um, but what are, what does the NFC North look like? What, who are the top quarterbacks, and who do you expect to win the division, or at least compete? I think right now, like right now, the best quarterbacks is like a very boring Cousins, Golf, Fields, Love. In terms of like who yeah. I'd rather have going forward, it's probably like Fields, Love, Cousins, Golf. It might be like almost exactly <laughs> yeah. the opposite. That's funny because you know. <laughs> Cousins is proven, you know, you could talk about Cousins all you want, but like the reality of the situation is he's, he's been a very competent quarterback who's led some pretty good passing offenses over these past couple of years. You know, he's someone who's got a big arm, someone who's accurate. He's someone who kind of eliminated bad sacks from his game last year. Someone who can do what he needs to do really. And, and someone who's had a lot of clutch comebacks over the years. Like it always seems like the Vikings are in close games towards the end and, uh, last year they won every single one of them when they were <laughs> yeah no crazy end, you know so it's like he's he's someone who got it done in in those moments and and someone who has never been an elite elite quarterback not someone I trust out of structure and, and to be a game breaker like potentially Fields or Love but like right now I think that he's proven the most and and it deserves to be considered the best quarterback yeah. in the division over someone like Fields because you know. Yeah, like I said, I'm excited about Fields, and I, I think that he's got limitless potential. But again, worst passing offense in the league. Like, I don't think you can rank him above Cousins or even Goff. And I don't think you can love rank Love above those guys either. Like, I don't think you can rank Love above Fields, because what is Love? We'd have no idea. But in terms of potential, like, I, I am high on Fields and Love, and I think, like, 
you know, is Cousins that guy to win you a Super Bowl? Is Goff that guy to win the Super Bowl? To me, it's it's no. And with Fields and Love, the answer is like maybe. So I'd rather have the maybe than the no. But like right now, it's I think you know those are two different questions. It's like who would you rather have going forward and who should be considered the best yeah. and the most proven right now? Which is kind you of you know cool. I would even take Goff over Cousins only if we're looking at the lens of like get me to the Super Bowl because we know. Kirk Goff Cousins has been there, play. I guess. Right, you're right, and we know uh, Kirk. Uh, we know that uh, the Vikings quarterback. Well, I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. I keep thinking Kirk O'Chains because that's his nickname. Cousins, sorry, <laughs> Cousins. I always call him Kirk O'Chains. That's just funny. But Cousins, we know he's not gonna get you there because those are primetime games. But we've seen. I think he's like one of the worst primetime records in like NFL history for a starting quarterback. So it's it like regular season, he balls out. But, like, when the lights really shine, he does not show up. So I would actually take Goff because at least Goff had a good year, and we've seen Goff take a team to a Super Bowl before. So, But, yeah, if I we think had both really are kind team, of in the same the same yeah. vein and the same tier. Like, yeah, I'm I not going to argue, like, Cousins or Goff. I, I slightly prefer Cousins, but, you know, Goff is, is kind of that same deal where, you know, with Ben Johnson and with that offense, like, he can be very efficient, but – you know, if, if he was asked to to carry a, a bad team, like if you put him in, in Fields' situation, would he be anywhere close to what he is? Like, absolutely not. So, yeah. and if you put Fields in his situation, I think Fields would be the better quarterback. So, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's kind of a, it's tough to say because two of them are just so unproven and two of them are like proven mid, I think, or like proven above. Heavy like on the mid. Above average. <laughs> Mid, and I don't mean mid as it, and I don't even mean mid as it bad. I mean like mid as in like do, truly like middle of the pack. Like they are, they're the not, pack. they're not top ten. Where it's like I'll take you there, but they're not bottom ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you like said, they're, they're good. They do deserve some credit for like being pretty good quarterbacks, but yeah, like I, I just they're don't. Not think. I think to, the to be an elite quarterbacks, you need things to go wrong, and you still create. Yeah. Like yeah. I think you need some of that to you, and I just don't think. Cousins and Goff have that proven mid. That's funny. I love that. that. That's yeah. funny. Might get a shirt for that proven mid. That's hilarious. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, well, Theo, man, we appreciate you hopping on. I guess we'll leave with this. We got Week One Packers, mm-hmm. you know, Bears in Chicago. Long time away, but who are you taking? It's so tough. <laughs> the thing is, I think the Bears' offense will be better than the Packers' offense, but I think the Packers' defense will be better than Bears' yeah. defense. I still yeah. don't trust that Bears' front four. What front um, four? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty big part of a football team that they don't really have. And, and the secondary, too, you know, is, I like Brisker a lot. I think they no, have one of their safety. Yeah. I, I, I love their safety duo. Um, Edmonds is a fine – is like he's going to be a good linebacker in that system, you know, spot drop and clog passing lanes with his, with his long arms and whatnot. Uh, yeah. But, man, it's like if they don't get any pressure – like I think the Packers will be able to get pressure, and I just don't know if the Bears will be able to. So this will be—I'll say Packers Week One. Yeah. I'll say Packers Week One. But who knows? I, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. I think yeah. that this—they're two of the most exciting, like unknown young teams in the league. Yeah, and, and I think it's a great way to start the season. Oh, they did that on we purpose. Really of yeah. course, yeah. Like yeah. this, that's why I think this game was well. I bought tickets. This is why I personally know. But it is—it was like number five, four or five highest cost for the tickets out of the whole season be, right it could be a we talk about mid this could be a historic mid-off in like fields <laughs> versus love it could be like we could go in with all these expectations and then right, find right. out 
you know, both aren't as game breaking as we thought. But it also could be the the beginning of a of a brand new rivalry that that looks pretty promising. I I, yeah. I prefer to think that'll be the the reality. Me and too. I think um, I think I think Love has the defense to complement the offense, and uh, Fields doesn't quite have that yet. So I'll go Packers. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Well, is there a game, a Packers game that you've already kind of got circled in, or maybe one that you're going to be going out to for the start of the season, or not even the start, be- but just for the new season? I'm going to be in Denver. I'm living, I'm moving to Denver and they play the Broncos in Denver. So Ooh, I'm, I'm nice. going to that game at, I'm going to that game at mile high so one way or another. That's, that's the one that I have circled. And I, I am a big Justin Herbert fan. So I've got the chargers <laughs> game circled. I, that's like my little darling team, just even though I'm a, a Packers fan. So they are fun to root on. Charger, they are fun. I don't to know root why, don't know why but they're fun to root. Just like they don't, they yeah, don't seem like the they do division. anything wrong. They just are like that contender in that division other than the Chiefs, and it would be kind of fun to see them knock off the Chiefs. And I think um, I just I would love a MVP Herbert season because yeah. I think that he gets a lot of unnecessary yeah. crap for for problems that are not all his fault. So I Except and that's one of the better years. teams they'll play all season. Well, so what yeah. Vicky and I said with the Chargers, they just lose weird games. Like recently, yeah. that's what we like. You never really know what to recently, expect sometimes. And <laughs> yeah, for like three seasons, it's been the case. And they get way too many injuries. Their stars always get injured, and it's especially on yeah, offense. Bosa and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Rashawn yeah. Slater and J.C. Jackson last year. Like I don't know, man. And then they still made the playoffs, and I was like, that's pretty. That's yeah. pretty good. So I've got that game circled, and I, I don't know what other ones. The Chargers game. I guess maybe week 18 game. against us again, because, I mean, that may be important. Like, for, if we're talking about I in think, the hunt, right? It could be. Yeah. And then I guess the Panthers game with, with Bryce Young. And I would oh, also yeah. the Chiefs yeah. game, just because Love played against the Chiefs in that first start. It didn't go super well. Um, I think that would be a really good benchmark for success is, like, let's play Spagnolo again. Let's play those Chiefs again. And, like, we can really see – from that first start to the same team later, you know, what that looks like. And at that point, it's pretty late in the season. So at that point, we'll probably kind of know what they've got in love, but it's the chiefs too. Like anytime you play the chiefs, it's kind of a big game. So those are probably the ones that, that stand out the most to me, but really the bears game week one is probably like the event of the Packers schedule that, that love versus fields. You know, there's all this talk between the two fan bases all off season on if of field sucks or if love sucks or whatever. <laughs> and then we'll actually get to see week one, you know. So I think that's gotta be the the main the main event right off the bat. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. What well Theo man, we appreciate you hopping on. You just want to plug your socials. I know we have you have the Stay Hot podcast. We love it. Um but just where, where can we find you, man? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Theo Ash NFL. And I've got a podcast with my two co-hosts, Blade and Matt, called the Stay Hot Podcast on Blue Wire. So, yeah, follow me on all those places and or don't. Awesome. I don't care. <laughs> no, do it. Y'all need to do it. Y'all, if y'all follow us, you need to follow him. They got good stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, man. And well, thank I you so antagonize, much. And if I antagonize the Bears, know that it is just – all part of the rivalry and that's what i mean to be fair you have the right to do it like we have not been competitive at all so like i can't be mad at you for doing that because if i was in your seat i would be doing the same thing 
So you know what's funny? Like real quick, I don't know if you've seen it. Like yesterday, like I, I really try not to argue Fields love or just argue Fields in general because we don't really know. Obviously, I'm excited yeah. about. It. I think we all are. But yesterday, I think there was one with like they were comparing Jordan Love on a boat, which is great. You know, like oh. he's enjoying himself. And then they're like shirtless Fields saying he's working out right now. I'm like. Fields like took a vacation early in the year. Yeah, like, he on, was bro. on a boat like two weeks ago. Like <laughs> that's it's... so reaching. It's so mu- I'm like, w- they can the do boat tri- Yeah, <laughs> the boat trip. <laughs> the dialogue around the boat trip was so funny. Wow. Like, oh, yeah. like, oh, they're on vacation. It's like, yeah. dog, they're in Door County. That is like 20 minutes away from Green Bay. They could be at practice and then leave and get to on a boat in Door County if they really yeah. wanted to. Like these I people don't know. Have, have lives outside of football. Like you, yeah, you can go do. to the gym and well, then like do fun shit. But like, but that's like, it's what makes football fun, though. I love that Bears fans talk shit about yeah. the Packers just being on a boat, and the Packers fans, I'm sure, will talk shit about you know, of course, whatever, oh, yeah. whatever the hell. Well, know? Justin Fields is running back. Yeah, that's what I get all the time. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's it's good for running back. You know, mm. the cat. The cliche, but running, they're not wrong with that. So. Yeah, and then they compare like physiques, which I'm like Aaron Rodgers, all the great Tom, like Tom Brady's good. Physique. Like it doesn't matter if you're like super muscular to play this position. You know, no. like, it's great that he's an athlete, but it has nothing to do with you know how he's going to perform. But it's just it's basically that's the off season in general. We just need drama, yeah. soap operas. You need something to just stir up conversation. <laughs> so we're here for it. Oh, Theo, you're on mute. Oh, you're, you're on mute. mute. <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota as a as a Packer fan, so I understand the uh, the rivalry, like yeah. talking shit with NFC North rivals, because that was all my life was until I moved to ASU. Um, it was me and my Viking fans friends just debating, you know, Aaron Jones versus Dalvin Cook, and just being really mean to each other about <laughs> our respective football teams. But you know, we were still friends, you know. So yeah, that's what makes that's, sports sports. So we that's love what it. makes sports sports. So I, I don't really get too mad about about fields or or love or any of it. It's just I think it's you know. great. My best friend down here is a Packers fan. And then we have another friend who's a Lions fan. They're originally from Michigan, so we basically have like an NFC North like group so we just like every day we're just sending like banner and shit to each other but for for his birthday this year i got him a jordan love jersey because he had a he had it rogers forever and he'd wear it to every game i was like no 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 Let, let's get it right now you only you only may be able to wear it for one season or two but we gotta get you right so i'm here for all this shit talking i think it makes it great so it's yeah, absolutely i'm hoping i'm hoping it's a good rivalry i'm hoping love and fields are are two you know, the future for both of these franchises, honestly, I, cause I, I think people who hate on love, it's, uh, I think it's all a bit weird for people who, who write them off yeah. so soon. And I'm honestly, don't have enough information. I don't, to, I wish I, I could kind of write him off. To pay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I kind of, I kind of hope he proves people who, who call him a running back wrong because I think it's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to compete, like you said, let's make it an actual rivalry because it's been one-sided for a while. I don't know if you know that, Theo. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, I would yeah. like something a little bit more competitive. You know what I mean? Even if it's in our favor just a tad, but like just, <laughs> just something where I'm like excited to watch the game, like without this fear that like we're just gonna get our break stopped. So yeah, yeah. It would be fun. Absolutely. It would be fun. Yeah. So it's all about having fun. Well, uh Theo, man, we appreciate it. Again, give him a follow on his socials. Uh, we'll have to have you on again, man. Yeah, oh, of yeah. course. We, Always well, down to come back. back. We got to get right, back. Well, we want to thank you again for hopping on. I think it was a really fun conversation. You got to kind of see both sides, Packers, Bears view. But Vicky, man, what do you think? 
I mean, I thought it was great. Theo did a great job kind of like giving out his viewpoints, talking about yeah. the good and bad of both, you know, the Packers and where the Bears stand right now. So I think overall it was a great conversation. Yeah, I, he's a great follow. You guys go ahead and check him out. We'll have his socials here in the description. But if you like the content, of course, make sure to subscribe, like, comment on the video. We do. It really does help the channel grow. Uh, but we'll be back next week. But thank you again for tuning in. Peace. Peace.